Come on, we tell you about the facts of life. Sing with me. Welcome back to another episode of Facts of Life. I am your host, Zakia, and these are the facts of my life. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast, and leave a review. Let me know what you think. Um, This podcast is available to be streamed on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, and the full visuals of the podcast will be up on our YouTube channel. All right, so let's just get into living my best life. It's been a while since we last <laughs> since we last talked. Do you want to go first, girl? I know it's been it hasn't been hasn't been you know going your way like what you want. So so it's just that. And I feel like this happens every time I'm about to, like, you know, do something that I really want to do. There will be some incident or, like, some wild shit that pops off that makes me go, well, damn. So, my computer broke Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. And I got this laptop, which is on my vision board. I'm looking at now. So, I'm not so mad at it. But it's new. So that means I now have to learn to navigate it. But in this experience, I feel like I just came up with the answer to some shadow work that I was doing today, which was kind of along the lines of like, why do I stop myself from certain things? And then I was like, well, I don't really like new shit. And I was just here saying that. And I was like, maybe that's it. Maybe the newness of the stuff, because I'm a Taurus, you know, as you can see by my trusty coffee mug, (laughs) I don't like change and it's hard to navigate for me. So that could be it. So like, even though it's a tough situation and I'm like, I really don't enjoy this. It does bring me clarity in some situations. Right. So I'm all right. I mean, just over here getting my house together. So like, I was cooking a little bit ago. I planted some herbs. Um, I'm looking at, you know, revamping my patio. I put my little office together downstairs because I decided I didn't want to work, work here in my room. Mm -hmm. But like podcasting and stuff is fine because that's what I enjoy. But like creative work and like making stuff like I'm going to do downstairs at the desk. So I got that together. And it's just been different. Like, it's just, I've been a workaholic for so long. I've been so defined by like overworking myself and like really like being like, oh, I'm so tired from work. Like, I don't have any of that. So I'm like redefining myself again. But I will say that some serious neck pain that I had for like probably eight months went away. So. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> what about you? How I'm living my... Well, congratulations on your new chapter. I want to say that. Thank you. And I'm glad that you got a new laptop and you're creating space so that, you know, you can separate work and fun. Well, you know, sometimes creative work is fun, but sometimes, you know... You got logistics 
and business behind it. <laughs> so, girl, it'd be the part where somebody else is involved in it and they have all their ideas, but ain't gonna make nothing. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> so I'm glad that you're working that out. Um, and I'm super proud of you. Thank you so much. Yes. I appreciate that. So how I'm living my best life is, so the beginning of the month, um, I decided that I wanted to do like 30 day, um, meditation guided meditation because i uh follow this young lady on youtube ariana elizabeth um and she does yoga so she's pretty much like my go-to person for for yoga because like i can do you know sequences on my own and stuff because i started taking um my yoga teacher training but i haven't completed it yet uh that's another thing oh my god are you really yeah, I took a pause so that I can focus on marketing. Um, but my goal is to finish before the end of the year because, like, I'm halfway through the training. So, yeah. You know, once I can get over this marketing hump, then I will get back into my yoga teacher. Um, but for the meantime, I do follow this young lady on YouTube. And so. Um, she has like different like challenges and like she had guided meditations and I really like her. So I did, I started the 30 day meditation and I decided that I wanted to be intentional about my journaling this month. Well, the month is pretty much over. March is done. <laughs> happy spring. Um, happy mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to be intentional about journaling this month so I decided to do prompted journaling for 30 days and I also went at the beginning of March I went to a journaling event this is my first time ever going to something like this which was led by Raven Alexis out here in Houston um so it was really nice like we had a reiki session um you know there was some meditation we did some prompted journaling and i feel like that just kind of like helped set off the rest of the month and then i got a tip job so i'm working again um which it's been cool you know it's not super hard work I get to bring my laptop to work and I still get to work on my marketing stuff. So it's like a win-win for me for right now. <laughs> like I get to make some money right. while still doing things that I want to do. So yeah, that's how I'm living my best life. And it's funny because like after that whole meditation thing, like I went to the, our, our little red one shop. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I met, I met a new friend. So I co-hosted a speed dating event in February and um i met a young lady she's from new york city um and uh we went out to we went out to get lunch together and then i brought her to our little red one shop and um you know cause she's into spirituality and astrology and things like we have similar interests so i brought her to the shop and then it's funny because like she's in tech and we started talking about 
my transitioning into marketing and like the whole diversity thing and you know in the workplace and blah 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 and so then um at the shop she picked up a candle that said job on it so I was like let me just grab one and so like as soon as I grabbed one um and I lit it I wrote my petition or whatever that's when I got the call to do the job and it's funny because like I also cut this guy off that I was briefly dating. And as soon as I cut him off, I lit that candle. I got the job. <laughs> I got a chance yeah. to get money. It was like, it was just so funny. I was really like holding on and like internalizing, you know, a lot of that experience with him because it was like he was pressuring me to like be in a relationship with him. I'm like, bro. Mm. I and you know like our interaction is only based off of lust it's not based off of anything real because you're rushing for something that we don't even know if we're gonna get there yet you know like just chill, you know so yeah it's just funny how we cut niggas out of your life and start making money but anyway (laughs) girl Every time I cut a nigga, a man off, that is when I start making money and I start making like more money like than I had <laughs> when I was talking to them. Yeah. Um, I feel like there is a correlation to it because I think <clears throat> what what we do, what we tend to do is like we focus so much of our inner energy to them, you know what I mean? And onto the relationship and where how it's gonna go and you know whether or not it's going to progress. And I know so many women who like, as soon as I start dating somebody, they're already at the finish line. Like I used to be one of those people where I'd be like, Oh my God, I like you. We're going to get married. Ah." And there's so much energy going to that. Like if you just put that back into yourself, like you could do so much more. Yeah. And I feel like that's where I'm at right now too. It's like, mm -mm. like I recently had an ex come back which they always tend to do. <laughs> but it was kind of like, what? And he sort of was like, wanted to marry me. And I was like, nah, bro. You know, like when I wanted to marry you, you were totally disinterested in that and acted a wild fool over the course of the relationship. So, no. Yeah, it's not going back. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like, men are just. They're just really interesting. And it's funny because, like, I had, um, I started therapy. I shouldn't say I started therapy. I got a new therapist. Oh, you did? My therapist is making a transition to, like, pretty much run her practice full time. So she doesn't Mm. see clients like that. Or I don't know if she cutting all her clients off. But um, so I saw my new therapist yesterday. And, like, that's one of the things we talked about was, like, you know, because I was, like, yeah, like, I don't know if I'm in a place to really be dating because, like, I want to, you know, focus on my career or whatever. And she was, like, you know, you can have both and whatever. A lot of women say that, you know, you can have both. And it's, like, I don't – I'm not saying that you can't, but, like, at the same time, like, I'm also in a space where it's, like, if – we're not feeding each other. Like I can't 
give my energy to you. Like if I don't feel like I'm benefiting from this experience, like I just can't continue to, you know, cause I know the type of energy and effort I'm going to put forth in relationships. Cause I do it with my friends. You know what I mean? Like, not, mm-hmm. you know, I be OD like I talk to my friends, you know, whatever, but it's like, I know the type of friend I am. And like, I know what I can give in relationships. So it's like, if I feel like, you know, this is not serving me, then I'm not going to serve it, period. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, and that's how I'm living my best life, just being intentional. Like, that's all to sum it all up is just being intentional with my time, um, adding in more. Because, like, I already have a morning routine, but, like, adding in a mm-hmm. nighttime routine. Yeah. Um because like I notice the difference when I have a nighttime routine versus when I just just hop into bed. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's how I'm living my best life. <laughs> I think it's so it is the synchronicity that you said that because I was just telling somebody that I need to my morning routine changed. And so I need to go back to what I know was the best for me. Mm-hmm. But I also want to put together a good night routine, which I have been kind of doing um, some cool stuff at night, like, you know, with my cards and lighting a candle and stuff like that. But I think that's like so important because it just like, it's just how you spend time with yourself. Yeah. You know, like, cause your routines aren't about anyone else. Like a lot of mine are about my kids. And I thought about it today and I was like, everything that I plan or do, even in regards to my own healing has been in the service of somebody else almost. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not putting myself first in a lot of places and that's not okay. Right. Yeah. I feel that. Um, and I'm glad that, you know, you're recognizing that and, you know, because of this new chapter in your life, I'm sure that you'll have more time to like be intentional with that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I won't have to be ripping and running and going, oh, let me hurry up and do this and this and that. Like I can re- be really specific with my schedule and I know where I can put me at. Right. Because I mean, other people aren't going to consider you not just off the top. Like you have to be doing that work. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's why, you know, it's definitely important to have the routines in place because Mm -hmm. I notice when I don't have, when I don't do my routine, I could tell the difference in my day. You know what I mean? So um, Mm -hmm. if you don't have one, do what works for you. You know, I encourage everybody to like have a routine. Like you don't got to do what I do or what Shiva does, but just do what works <laughs> works for you. I don't want to be getting excited. So my bad. <laughs> no, I be getting excited when people call me Shiva. I'm like, oh my god, you remember? <laughs> But I will say this about a morning routine, like for the longest time, it was hard for me to do one because I was like, well, what do I do? Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do. So I was like, well, I wanted to ask people, but it was like, 
hard to get a real answer. So when I started looking, I was like, I just need to do what puts me in my right vibration. So of course I started doing too many things, Mm -hmm. which it was hard to keep up with that. Yeah. So now I'm just like, no, I just need to like, like simplify it. Cause that's just part of me. Like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to overdo it first until I'm like, no one can handle this superwoman back up a little bit. So what do you do though in your morning routine? So I get up super early. Like, um, I get up at like four 15. Um, and I pray. That's one of the first things I do is pray. Um, give gratitude. And I try to say three things I'm grateful for. Um, either before the prayer or after the prayer. And then I'll probably lay back down for a little bit. And then I'll get up, really get up at five and meditate. Get out of my bed and meditate. Cause like I notice when I stay in the bed and I meditate, I'm I just fall right back to sleep. <laughs> so I get out of the bed, I meditate, I go to my mat, meditate. Um, I will, what else will I do? Yoga. Um, if I didn't take too long to get out of bed, I will try to pack my lunch or whatever, make a smoothie or, you know, um, and then I will journal. Um, I don't really put a time frame on journaling. I just go wherever flow, wherever my heart and my mind goes and when I was working from home, I probably would go back to bed for like another hour and then get up <laughs> and get ready for uh, the day. Um, so, yeah, that's what I do in the morning. How about you? <clears throat> so waking up um, around 4.30 and then I have a journal that I write in it's like from set in soul but it's one that you write in in the morning and then in the evening okay and then um I have a psalm that I read and then I have this other book this one I say is too much shit so then I have this other book that has a bunch of really excellent affirmations in it and then I have this other book that's like called the psychic pathway that just um, has some uh, chakra uh, affirmations in it and then meditation and writing after meditation but then I still have to get dressed so like that's really the most important thing for me is like like doing my face and my hair and like talking to myself in my mirror so like really fuck all that other shit because if I don't do my me and myself then I'm totally disconnected from the whole thing so and then once I'm done getting ready I will light a candle and say a blessing for whatever and then I then I'm ready to start my day okay that sounds good you light a seven day I feel like it takes too long and then I don't feel like doing it all the time because it's so much stuff so yeah I do I light my seven day candles on Sundays okay So I do seven days, um, every Sunday, depending on what they have, like it's been so hard unless you go to a shop, like, um, our little red one or like another Botanica because the target is across the street from my house. And when I started, I was just going to target. I would pick up, um, green, red, orange, white, yellow, 
And then I would light those on Sundays. And since the pandemic started, like I could not get seven day candles. So I actually thought maybe I'll make some. Mm, that's a good idea. I like that. Do you feel like there's a because that's a part, such an important part of my routine. And when I can't get my candles, I'm just looking around like, yeah, because I can't get all the good colors that I want. Right. Right. My internet is messing up. So you don't have any like shops like our little red one near your house then? Mm -mm. Got you. There are no shops nearby here. The closest botanica I know of is off of like a little... York in 45. My internet is messed right now. Okay. I think I'm back. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. What is it? What's okay. it? With all the herbs. What's the name of that place? Um, I can't think of it right now. Whatever, it'll come to me. Um, but yeah, I was, and as I started like doing this new routine, I was like, thinking about how my grandmother, my paternal grandmother, like there were times I'd be, I would spend a night and at one point I was living with her and I'm like, why the hell she get up so damn early? And, um, and I think it annoyed me because she would just make mad noise, whatever. But mm -hmm. I'm like, why is she up so damn early? And like now I completely get it. She was up doing her routine. Like, I don't know what it was. I know she was exercising or trying to. God bless her. But, <laughs> um, you know, I'm like, why is she up so damn early? And it's like now, I'm like, if I get up an hour before work, there's no way I can complete all of these things that I want to do, you know? So it's like, I have to get up mm -hmm. at 4 a.m., or, you know, 5 a.m., whatever. Because, one, I take a long time getting dressed. So, like, I just account for that time, too. Like, it's going to take me, even though I'm not doing my makeup or my hair, really, like, it's going to take me an hour to get dressed because, like, that's just who I am as a person. <laughs> so, you know, I have to make sure that I'm giving myself enough time. And I'm like, am I turning into my grandmother? Yeah. I hope so, because my paternal grandmother also had a really amazing routine. And I'm talking about from like the time she got up to the time she went to bed. Everything happened at the same damn time every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But grandma was unfuckwittable. Right. Like, yeah. I never saw her just be like, oh, my God, I'm so overwhelmed or none yeah. of that. She was like, oh, I know what time I'm going to eat. Right. <laughs> and I know what time I'm about to watch TV. And I know what day I'm going to the ladies' spa. Yeah. Like, there was nothing that was like outside of her schedule and even though it seems I think I fight against that because I'm like oh no it seems so restrictive right. but that's really the way that I need to be living my life because it will help me to stay completely organized I'll never be off off my schedule I know my stuff is getting done because as a creative like what happens like you'd be like oh shit I forgot mm -hmm. blah 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 and then what do you do? Then you're like, oh, no, I'm, I forgot, blah, blah, blah. Like, why not just organize your life in a way that helps you to avoid self-abuse? Right. No, yeah. that's exactly why I started, you know, the, the routine. Because, um, 
Yeah, I just don't want to be scrambling or jumbling or, you know, fussling and hustling and not saying, like, I don't do that. Some Like, I will give in and I'll be all over the place. But it definitely, I, I know if I don't do it, I may curse somebody out, you know. So be grateful that people like me and she yeah. have a routine in place so we don't, um, you know, go off the rock. And that's what it's about. <laughs> So what? I, I don't know if I even told you about this, but like, that was the reason why I started a spiritual journey was because I lost my shit at work. No, Like I was under so much pressure. My coworker had died and I was doing a lot and I was already, and actually it was, it's funny. Cause that was like two years ago, like now. Mm-hmm. about the same time because Nipsey Hussle had passed which led me to this like spiritual awakening download thing that I had about you know the black community and how we need to like elevate and like how we're going to get free and all this other stuff and I was like I don't have nothing to do with this why are you telling me this right so it, it made me feel you know like really uneven because it was like you know, I've seen this and I'm experiencing this, but this is what I see every day is this reality right here. So I was just like, I don't, I can't deal with this. So they were like, yeah, but we still need you to do all this work. And one day they were having a retirement party and I felt probably on some level, like jealous of this man because he was getting to quit the job and he was never going to have to come back there. And I felt trapped in it. And a lot of people were coming in and out of the office and they were talking loud in the hallway at the party right outside of my office. And I just remember feeling like, okay, I, it's, it's a tough day, but I'm gonna make it. Yeah. So I went into the room and I got some food and I came back out and I saw an email where these two bitches were being messy. And one of them sent it to me and she was like, Oh, well, we need to figure this out. And I was like, I ain't finna figure out shit. I ain't finna figure out a bitch ass thing because you two hoes can't even do what the fuck y'all need to do without me. And I just got up and raked all the retirement party food on the floor into, into the air, a cup of tea, everything. And I was like, I fucking hate this place. I fucking hate y'all. I fucking quit. And I'm never fucking coming back here. And so I tried to quit. And these hoes begged me every day for like two weeks to come back to work. Wow. Right. But that speaks to the, how much work I was doing, mm-hmm. because if I wasn't doing shit and I had acted like that, they'd have been like, oh, fuck that crazy girl. Yeah. But because I was doing so much work, they were like, we really can't get anybody else to do that work. And when I quit, my boss was like, well, we're not going to be able to hire anybody. I don't fucking care. Right. Y'all not finna kill me. Yeah. And like, that was just a decision I had to make for myself because like, even though I did a lot of work to balance myself and to feel confident and comfortable in the environment and to just make peace with the situation as it was. I also realized that the reason why I was still there was because I just wouldn't quit. Mm -hmm. Not because I was a prisoner to it. I just wouldn't quit. But I mean, I needed all of that to take place or I wouldn't have been able to figure out what it is that I really wanted to do, you know? And to just be an overall better individual. But yeah, I lost it in there. And it was just so much like, it was like all the pressure from, because my coworker died in November and that was like in May Mm -hmm. or late April. 
and it was just like so much work. And I was in a state of grief. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if I wasn't going to stand up for myself, they weren't. Right. So they didn't. Absolutely. They didn't give a damn if I was overwhelmed. You know, I kept saying this is a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but I wasn't demanding to be, you know, given time off or to take space or whatever. So it was a lot, but that's how I ended up here. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're here. You arrived. (laughs) Thank you. Everything came full circle for you. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think this is a perfect segue into the topic. So let's get into the facts about passion versus getting paid. Um, just a funny little thing. Me and Shiva reported this episode, uh, but you know, life and technology happen. So here we are. <laughs> I was about to say, I feel like that's the same topic we had last time, but yeah, this is a re-record. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can't use it. So <laughs> Here we are. Um, but yeah, I wanted to discuss this because, you know, I'm at a place in my life where um, I'm asking myself this question. Like, this is a question that comes up often for me, like freedom, versus stability, passion versus getting your bills paid. Um, and why can't it be both? Um, so why do you feel like you feel like you can you know, pursue your passion and get paid at the same time, or it has to be one or the other. I think you can do it, but I think most people don't do it because, well, I think a lot of people do do it actually, mm-hmm. but I think it takes outside the box thinking and you really have to be like, not willing to do whatever but willing to try new things and to be brave. And that's something that most people don't do because usually when you make money, it just is like, okay, I just go to work and they pay me. Right. I don't have to tap dance on top of the Eiffel tower to get paid by the corporate sector. But when you're doing something that maybe even just you believe in at the time, it does take some, some wild behavior, I think. Yeah, for sure. I think like with the whole passion thing, a lot of it, a lot, a lot of times, a lot of reasons why people don't, you know, fully pursue it is because of fear, you know, like you just said, um, you know, and we're dependent on a paycheck. And it's like, I know that I went back to work, but this is to uh, help me to get ahead because like, even when I was at home, like, and now that I'm back at work, I'm like, I really feel like being home, you know, like, and some people will see us like, oh, well, you don't have a job or whatever. And it's like, no, you know, like, I like doing my own thing, you know, and I feel like that sometimes threatens other people too, because it's like, oh, I'm over here living my life or whatever. But, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with fear and I'm guilty of it too. Um, because I struggle with my faith sometimes, you know, and having faith in the most high and being like, okay, this is 
this is okay. This is going to work. I'm confident that this is going to, you know, complete or whatever. Like I was, I was having a moment this past weekend. I was spiraling and like, I was overthinking, you know, like, cause what, what triggered the overthinking part of it? Cause I, you know, uh, mother nature was here. So my emotions were already on 10. Like my, <laughs> oh girl, most people, <laughs> most people, mine too. I, I, oh my God. Yeah. Though, um, I feel like a lot of my friends, they'd be like, yeah, when I get my period, I'd be cramping. Like, no, when I get my period, I spiraling. Like I get emotional like times 10 and it's going to come out either. I may possibly curse you out <laughs> Or, you know, I'm overthinking or I'm just exhausted. Like those are like the three things with when I have my period. So, yeah, it was it was a mix of that, um, a mix of like, you know, I was feeling overwhelmed, like because of this, you know, going back to work, I had to figure out a new routine um, because like now I kind of have to, you know, do things after work. So that pushes a lot of things mm-hmm. back. So it was like, I was feeling overwhelmed, frustrated, all these different things. So I had a moment where I was spiraling. And then it's like, um, and then I'm like, you know, yesterday I, I felt better. And I'm like, yeah, it's like, I want to continue to pursue my passion. Because, like, this is what makes me happy. This is what brings me joy. And before this month, I also started listening to The Power of Now, the audiobook. Mm, okay. The author, he talks a lot about overthinking. And um, I was listening to it earlier today uh, before um, before we got on the, the podcast. But... Um, One of the things that he says in the book is to, you know, um, your spiritual enlightenment is, you know, your, your salvation where you get peace and you get freedom and, you know, things like that. And so how do you feel like you arrive to your spiritual enlightenment and your salvation and your freedom with the whole passion thing. How do I feel like I got there? Yeah. Um, I think it was last year, last March, uh, when the pandemic began, I was really depressed because it was different, new, just like we were talking about when you have set a new routine, you become overwhelmed or whatever. And I realized that I was wanting to help others, but like I needed to help myself first, you know? So I remember sitting in the parking lot at the half price books, which is like my favorite place to be. I love that store. Girl. And I do a lot of auto writing. I don't know if you know what that is. Do you know what that is? Mm Mm-hmm. So auto writing is 
yeah, automatic writing. It's like when you channel your higher self into writing or on the paper or whatever moment. And she basically said, I say she, she basically was like, your light is out, bitch. So turn that motherfucker up. And that was when I was like, I don't know how to do that. And that was how I just I was missing just through the, you know, writing process and doing shadow work and spending time with myself and um, healing. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing I think about most people is that they get this vision of what they want to do and it coming from a source, a higher self or whatever. But what they don't always realize is that the version of themselves that's going to do the work or be the entrepreneur is on the other side of ego death, you know, the other side of the true healing that allows you to be wild and brave because uh, most of what we don't want to do is attached to conditioning from our ego space. No, I don't want to do that because people will say, no, I don't want to do that because I seem like, or no, I don't want to do that because it's stupid. Well, what's making it stupid? Suzanne just posted on Facebook how dumb that was. Like, even if you don't say it, your thought will go to like something like that, you know? Right. So I think that's what holds a lot of people from it is because they don't realize that like you actually have to evolve into a different version of yourself to be this liberated individual that's going to conquer your dragon and fulfill your dreams. Yeah, I agree. Um, Cause like, I, I feel like I'm in that weird space right now too, where it's like, I'm coming into more understanding of myself. Can you hear me? I'm coming into like more under I'm coming into like more understanding of myself. And was it? No, it wasn't the last episode that we did. But the episode before that, we talked about, you know, not caring so much about what other people think. And like mm-hmm. That's something that I am, I'm working through. I will say that, you know, part of the reason, and I will take accountability on this, part of the reason why I feel like I've cared so much, especially like when it comes to like my loved ones, is because I share a lot, you know, and it's something that I have to like unlearn because um, I think I'm just so, so me and my former best friend, we stopped being friends last May and, you know, mm-hmm. that relationship was like a really significant part of my life. And, you know, we, she was like the person that I told everything to, you know, and, but it was never like, I felt judged or anything like that. And I think like, you know, with these new friends that I have and not saying that they're bad friends, it's like, I just have to learn how to not share as much 
because like we don't have the same understanding when it comes to certain things, you know? And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why I was like feeling so frustrated, especially like after, after I lost my job too, because it was like, you know, people are projecting their fears and like, I got to do a better job. I'm getting better at, you know, verbalizing my boundaries and um, telling people, you know, I don't want their advice on certain things because like, I just don't, you know, like, and I think that's why I was caring so much is because people were giving their opinion and their advice on something that I didn't ask them for. And so like, I'm over here judging myself and hesitating Mm -hmm. on doing certain things. And now like, um, you know, I've gotten better at not sharing as much. I'm, I beat myself up over the weekend. Cause like, I shared way too much with somebody, but anyway. Um, did they hold it against you or did you just think they did? I think that they did. They didn't, but I think that they did only because it was something that I kind of keep talking about. <laughs> and I'm like, not making any changes. But anyway, we'll talk about that another day. But that's all, I mean, and, and yeah, we, yeah. yeah you we, know what? Offline. You need to book a you need to book a, a chart reading so we can look at some of your placements and really see what are the the reasoning behind some of your thought processes and how you are so that you can turn it into power instead of being like oh shit I fucked right. up again you know yeah yeah and that's and that's what I'm saying like I'm just in that weird space where it's like I'm coming out of you know who I used to be and coming into who I really am. And, um, and I think that's why mm-hmm. about like really 100% saying, you know what? Fuck working. Yeah. <laughs> because like, there's things that I want to do and I'm in a rush to do. But again, that's another story for me today. Um, my next question is, what do you think is more important, money or passion? So this is, um, this is hard for me, I guess, to decide because I feel my life has been kind of trying to get money or doing what I hate to get paid. And so now I'm in a position where I get to do exactly what I want to do. And so also what what I want to do to get paid but I don't know if you could have the pattern app. Do you have the pattern? I don't think so. Girl, you need it. Because even though, like, I don't follow it as much now because I look at my own chart and I make my own assessment about astrology. But it, when you first get on it, it will help you so much to understand yourself and be like, oh, this is on purpose. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I'm not crazy. This is, like, an intentional thing. Yeah. Was that, what were you asking me about? About money. Oh, okay. So on the pattern, it said that um, even though it may be hard for me, it's part of my mission to find a career that serves the collective, but is not traditional. Mm-hmm. So something creative or something uh, like intuitive, like what I do. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, I'm absolutely doing the right thing by seeking to change my trajectory because this is with intention. 
my soul wanted this work, you know? So I think money is important, of course, because we live by it here. But I think it's important for you to be passionate about what you do to make money because otherwise then you're just a What's up, guys? Welcome to the Finance Corner. We're going to have some different people on the show giving us some tips on how we can manage our finances, raise our credit score, and how we can just do better in our lives in general. This is all a part of the self-help, self-healing journey, breaking generational curses, and all that great stuff, right? If you are liking this episode, please make sure that you are subscribing to the episode, sharing the episode, and leaving us a review because I definitely want to know what you guys think. Now I'm going to hand it over to Joe so he can give you some tips on how to raise your credit. Hey, how you doing today, guys? This is Joe, also known as Pay Me in Gold on social media. I want to start off by giving a huge shout out to Zakia for inviting me on her show to offer some pointers about credit for you guys. And I just want to talk very briefly um, about a few things regarding credit. And that's going to be uh, a very simple understanding of how they score you regarding your credit score and a couple of pointers on how to improve it. So I'm going to break down the scoring module based off of three categories, high, medium, and low. So when we start with high, we want to talk about uh, the things that impact your score the most. The first thing is going to be your payment history. That's one of the single most important factors of your credit. Having one late payment or missed payment can cripple your score for a long time. People that have um, close to perfect credit or credit that's in the high 700s and 800s have 100% on-time payments, and they often pay more than the minimum balance as well. Just to give you an example, a person with an 800 credit score could lose as much as 100 points off of one missed payment. So that's huge. You never want to miss any payments. You want to make every single payment. You want to make it on time and early even. The next factor in the high category is going to be your credit utilization. Now, there's a very common misconception that you want to stay under 30% of your total balance. That's not necessarily true. In order to achieve the maximum amount of points allowed by the FICO scoring model, you want to keep your utilization under 10%. So just for easy math, if you if you have a credit card that's only 100 bucks because you got terrible credit and you're just starting over, you don't want to use more than $10 on that card. If that means you buy yourself lunch once a month off the card or you put uh, maybe an Apple Music subscription on the card and nothing else, that's what you got to do. But you want to have activity on the card and you want to stay under that 10% threshold as, as closely as possible. That's going to give you the maximum amount of points each month when these, when these companies are reporting to the credit bureau. And then the last, uh, the last component in the, in the high category is going to be derogatory marks. So that's, uh, unpaid bills, collections, judgments against you. These are obviously not good things. And when you go to try to borrow money for bigger and better things like a home, a car, a business loan, 
Nobody's going to give you any money if they see that you don't pay people back. You have to pay people back. Judgments look terrible against you because that means that the bill went unpaid for so long that that company actually took you to court and was granted the right to claim the money that you owe them. So you want to make sure you have no derogatory remarks, whether it means you have to negotiate with this company or you have to pay it off in full. You want to keep your usage below 10% as often as possible. And you want to make sure your payment history is 100%. So on to the next thing is going to be the medium category. Age of credit history is a little tricky because it's kind of one of those catch-22s. You only can have as much credit as you're allowed to legally have from age 18. So a person who's 50 or 60 years old is going to have a one-up on a younger person in this case. Most of the time, for our generation... In the the late 20s or early 30s, the longest uh, age of history account you're going to have is most likely going to be your student loans. So it's important to remember that um, when you open these credit cards at young ages, if if you can, try to keep them open even if you don't use them that much because it'll tie into the overall average of your age of credit history. The longer your age of credit history, the more... Lenders feel like they can trust you because you have an extended track record of paying your bills back. There's some hacks. Now, you can try consulting with an older family member that has very good credit. If they add you onto their account as an authorized user for a credit card that they've been paying on time for 15 years, that's going to do wonders for your score. Another option is there are uh, companies out there now and People, third-party people who will add authorized users onto their own personal credit to increase their age of credit history. You do have to pay for these kind of services. It is a loophole. It's not the same as asking grandma to add you onto her credit card. But if you're determined to boost your score, that's a trick that you can use. The information is free. All you have to do is Google trade lines and things like that, and it'll come up. And then the last factor of your credit component scoring is going to be uh, the inquiries and the amount of accounts that you have. So as much as people think it hurts you to have hard inquiries on your credit profile, it's not as bad as people think. It's more so of a, a, a visual thing for lenders. When a lender is looking at your profile and they see that you try to open 10 new accounts in a short period of time, You look desperate. It's not actually something that lowers your score by a whole lot every time you do something. So if you go to uh, open up a store credit card and you're trying to get a new car and you get your credit pool because you're trying to get a mortgage and all of these same. Like the dollar. Yeah. And that hurts and it keeps you lacking. So you can't manifest anything. Right. No, I agree. I agree because. I have become a slave to to the dollar too, and like I'm learning that you know money is a tool. Before before we started uh, recording, um, I was texting my friend uh, Sina, and um, we were watching Money Heist during the quarantine last year on Netflix party, right? And sorry mm-hmm. if you haven't watched the show. But I'm going to spoil it for you. <laughs> so just fast forward this through this part. 
of the podcast. So in Money Heist, they go, you know, this group of robbers, criminals, whatever you want to call them. I don't even feel like they're criminals. They're just people trying to get some money. <laughs> but anyway, okay. um, in the show, they go to rob this. I think it's like a federal bank in Spain or something, right? And so the guy that is the, the mastermind behind the whole, um, you know, operation of them robbing or whatever, breaking into this federal bank or whatever, um, you know, he has this whole plan of how, you know, they're going to break in or whatever, everything. And then one, one part of the show they talk about, um, what do they talk about? There's a part of the show where they will, um, they're like holding up the guy that makes the money. And, um, and I'm just like, so you mean to tell me that money is really not real. It's something that's made up because when he was telling them to like make, you know, whoever the guy was making the money out of the machine, he was like, you know, saying like, it's not gonna take anything away from the money that's already in the bank. You know, if you're making more money because the money doesn't even exist. It's not even real, you know what I mean? And I text my friends and I'm like, oh, we gotta watch the new uh, season of Money Heist comes back on this weekend, but, um, yeah, that just made me think of it. like, you know, we have to use money as a tool. Sometimes I get in my bed, I'm like, how can I make this amount of money? Like, where, you know what I mean? Like, I just be trying to think about like, how can this money, not a pair, but like, how can I make this amount of money? Because at the end of the day, like the money, they're printing the money from a machine, you know? Right. And their control or whoever is behind printing the money is saying like, okay, these people can only have this a certain amount of money. And then like the government be saying like, yeah, but you can only have this amount of money. And jobs will say like, you can, we can only pay you this. But I'm like, the money is not even real. Like it's not taking anything away from you if I have this certain amount of money. You know what I mean? So. Right. It's definitely like something that you have to master. Like, and I'm on this podcast because like I'm learning just like everybody else is learning. And you know, once I figure out how to use money as a tool, I will share it with y'all. But like, like, you know, money is a tool and I know that it's a part of our energy and the energy that we put out in the world or manifest or whatever, you know? Right. Um, and I hear this a lot with celebrities. And this is one of the things that I want to work on, not even like this month or next month, but just the year and throughout my life is just having joy, you know, because I know that joy is something that is going to be permanent. And, um, you know, even if I get the job or if I get more freelance clients like am I still going to be happy or am I still going to have joy in my life because a lot of celebrities a lot and not a lot but 
you know, there's a lot of celebrities that have committed suicide because they were just so freaking unhappy, but they had millions and millions of dollars or they, you know, they slip into depression, even if they have a bunch of money, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, do we really need the money or do we want to do things that make us happy? And, you know, like why, why can't we like really walk in our passion or pursue our passions and walk in our purpose? Um, I, I was listening to Debbie Brown. My, one of my friends, she sent me um, the podcast called the pressure of finding your purpose that was the title of the podcast. And I'm like, oh, this is right on time for me because like, I be thinking, I thought that I knew what my purpose was, but after listening and, you know, like journaling after listening to the episode, I'm like, no, I really don't know what my purpose is. So my goal is to right now. Well, no, now I know after journaling, like I want to, I want to serve other people. I want to heal, help heal people. And what else did I write down? Um, cause one of the things that she said was to chase the gift uh -huh. and, um, not chase the money or the title. And, and I'm just like thinking about what am I good at? You know, and mm. how can I help other people with what what I'm good at? Like that's. Have you ever thought that you need to? I'm not saying you have to. Have you ever thought that you might make more money as a yoga instructor than as a marketing person, only because that's what you like more, on some level? I haven't thought about it because. I don't really want to teach in a studio. <laughs> um, I haven't thought too far about the whole yoga. Well, I shouldn't say I haven't thought too far. I know that I want, you know, I want to use my yoga teacher training to help people in my community. Like, that is really, like, the number one reason why I even decided to pursue it because... When I even when I first got into yoga, I was got in well, when I was first introduced to yoga, it was through one of my friends. Um, and I wasn't really feeling it, you know, like I could not, I was really nauseous. And after I did it, it was just weird. Like I could not get into yoga. And this was years ago. And then I started doing yoga again about three years ago three or four years ago, three years ago. And, but I was reintroduced to it through this guy I was dating. We, we were, we would go to hot yoga together. And like, I remember, and I'm just so glad I ain't talking to him no more. But anyway, um, I remember like after the first, uh, class that I went to the hot yoga class, that I went to, I was like, mm -hmm. I want to be a yoga instructor, but and then I told him, he's like, oh, you want to do, he's like, oh, you want to do all these different things or whatever. Cause I'm like, you know, I was still doing my podcast and whatever. I really didn't know what I wanted to do at the time. But I was like, I want to do, I want to be a yoga instructor or whatever. And like, he was like, oh, you want to do all these different things or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I kind of just left him. And, but I still did yoga on my own, whatever. And then I recently, I started getting more and more into yoga or whatever 
And um, when I started the yoga teacher training, that's when I knew I was like, I want to give this tool to my community because we need this. Because, you know, if, if you look at the yoga community, it's 90%, 80% European women. And it's because they can afford to go to these expensive ass yoga studios and mm-hmm. you know they can afford that fee and like people in our community especially like in the inner city nobody a lot of people can't afford to go to spend $80 to $100 a month on a yoga studio you know cuz that's how much they charging i see you at the park you said what i said i see you at the park like well, what if it's raining? Like a group. It's snowing. Day. You know what I mean? I don't know. I can't really hear you. Oh, what are you saying? What if it rains? Yeah, I'm saying like, and I'm not just saying for Texas. I'm just thinking about, you know, the whole U.S. Like every, every state in this country know we can't be outside all four seasons so um fortunately yeah. you know Texas, well, maybe we may be able to be outside more often throughout the year than other states so it's like i'm not just for people in texas like i want to be able to give this gift to everybody because we need it like these are tools things that you learn in the training and you learn in yoga are things that we need, you know, because like, I didn't have this. I didn't have no yoga growing up and I grew up in the inner city, you know, and I feel like mm-hmm. that would help not get into as many fights, probably, you know, not steal because I used to steal in high school, like mm-hmm. just all these different things like that I was doing. And I'm like, this is what we need. So, yeah, the only reason why I mentioned that and brought it up that way is because I truly believe that when people are talking about wanting to work for themselves or being entrepreneurs, that the easiest way to do it is by doing something that doesn't feel like work. And I was really afraid to come out and say, okay, well, I read charts or I'm interested in astrology. But that's what people are wanting, and that's what I enjoy, and that's what I'm naturally good at. Right. So even though I just want to do strategy, the majority of people come to me because they want me to tell them about themselves. Yeah. No. No. I haven't, yeah, I haven't really, you know, put thought into, like, making money off of doing yoga like that. You know what I mean? I just knew that. Yeah. It was something that we needed. I do enjoy doing yoga and it's helped me a lot, you know, in my spiritual journey, like a lot. Okay. Not even like physically, but like, you know, it's helped me a lot. It's helped me to not curse a lot of people out. So everybody should be thankful that I, I'm proactive about my healing. Okay. (laughs) But absolutely. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I have yeah. to do the training first, and then I don't know if my mind will change. <laughs> I don't know why. I just I do. It's like whenever I 
consider you and yoga. I see you outside with the, a group people, a group of people. And I'm not saying don't charge for it, yeah. but you know, like maybe $25 a class, like a drop-in class or something. Right. You know, like where people know they can go. And even, even if you don't want to do it outside, if you say I am teaching yoga in our community to individuals, there will be space for you. Mm-hmm. Somebody will say, Hey, I have a such and such that you guys can use on blah, blah, blah day. Because, right. you know, that's how it works. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to get all in your business, but I'm just be. Okay. I'm going to work through it. I'm going to figure it out. In, in people's business. I can't really help it. <laughs> it's okay. Do you, <laughs> um, do you think that passion and purpose is the same thing or why or why not? No, because I feel like, and I feel like my answer probably changed from the last time we talked about this. Yeah. Just in being in this space right now, I feel like your purpose is to enjoy your life, mm. to enjoy your experience, however it is. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, we spent so much time looking for our purpose as if it's a tangible item or if it's something we're to do, um, you know, in regards to business or whatever. But I think our purpose here in our body is to enjoy our life and to experience all that this great universe has to offer us. And I think your passion is um, what you like, uh, what turns you on. Mm -hmm. So I think the intersection of passion and purpose is how you make money. Mm -hmm. So like, okay, is this thing that I really, really enjoy also aligned with something here that I can sell as a service or provide a, a service to people or goods or something. Yeah. And that's, that's how it kind of comes together and ends up blossoming into something. Right. Okay. That's a good um, perspective because, you know, like I said, from the podcast, she, you know, she defined purpose as, how you serve and how you serve other people and how you want to serve. And it it doesn't always have to, you know, be serving other people. Um, But I also think it has to do with like, also how you serve God. And I think like, or the most high, but I also think like, you know, learn while listening to the, the power of now audio book, um, you know, how you serve God is how you're serving yourself pretty much. Right. Um, You know, at the end of the day, like that's one of the things that he said, like, you know, when you have, when you built that relationship and that connection with God, like you're really building that connection in your relationship with yourself. And I'm noticing that a lot of people, not only myself, I haven't been to pole dancing because it is crazy schedule, but like a lot of people, are tapping back into their inner child. And like, that is where your gift really lies, you mm-hmm. know? And, you know, I really enjoy dancing. Like that's what I did for <laughs> the majority of, um, the majority of my childhood up until my junior year of high school. Well, mm-hmm. and I danced a little bit in college. Um, I was on a dance team and then I, eventually I was on a step team, but, um, just tapping back into your inner child and just figuring out the things and, you know, asking questions too. If you can't remember, ask your parents, 
like what things you enjoyed as a child. Um, one of the things my mother said to me, cause I was like, we were talking about one of my younger cousins or whatever. And, um, you know, his schoolwork and stuff. And I was just like, and she was like, yeah, when you was younger, you really didn't like to sit down and read. And I'm like, yeah, because I don't like sitting down reading as an adult. Like, I would prefer listening to an audio book. But she was like, yeah, you was always on the go. You was always out doing something in an activity or whatever. Like, and she put me in the activities. But, you know, right. like, you was you were not a child that was going to sit and read or do math or <laughs> do nerdy. Not saying no shade to people that do nerdy shit but um you know I we're offended (laughs) I just wasn't that child like I like to do activities like I like to dance I want to be in karate I want to learn how to play the piano I want to you know those are all I want to learn how to horseback ride I want to do gymnastics like I feel like we did all the same shit (laughs) yeah I mean most people didn't have the opportunity to do that. A lot of, I yeah. Know. I mean, supreme gratitude for being able to be exposed to all that, of course. Yeah, of course. Like it wasn't, I know it wasn't cheap for my mother to put me in all that shit <laughs> because <laughs> good costumes are not cheap. <laughs> like we're starting at $100 minimum on dance costumes. But anyway, so yeah, like I definitely feel like you know, after listening to that podcast and really like having the opportunity to um, tap, like go to this pole dancing class, I'm like, yeah, like I can really see, you know, my purpose opening up more and my passions and like pursuing my passions and my purpose more because, um, you know, when I go to the pole dancing class, I don't feel pressured, you know, to like do anything and just be. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and just have fun. And I'm just like, this is what I want to do all the time. I want to have fun. <laughs> do they have, like, dance yoga? Um, I don't know. if that, Well, they have aerial yoga, which is like, um, I can't think of the, the silks that hang from the ceiling. Oh, the little, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop strategizing on your on your uh, work. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, um, yeah, so they have that. I haven't done it yet, but um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I just know that I'm gonna continue going to this pole dancing class and with you know to have fun, but with also with also hopes that it will open up my heart and my mind to moving in the direction of pursuing my passion and my purpose and not having fear like being at the pole dancing class has allowed me to like really tap into myself you know and tap into my divine feminine energy and like not really give a fuck about what other people are saying and doing or whatever because when people see me doing it, they'd be like, I want to do that or whatever. And it's just like, I'm not doing it for other people to say anything, but it's just like, you know, it feels good to like, you know, just do your thing and not have to worry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have to worry. Like, that's all I'm going to say is like, you know, your passion and your purpose, you should not have to worry. 
Like mm-hmm. it should not be a, a a moment or experience of worrying and being fearful. Um, for anybody that is listening um, and that feels like you know that pressure, like it shouldn't. It should be a moment of ease, and um, it should be a moment of you you feeling good about yourself and whatever it is that you're doing. Um, so I wanted to tell you something I saw the other day, and I think it's interesting because to me, worry is a quote unquote sin. Because sin means error. Are you Casey? Can you hear? Me? Yeah, you kind of delayed, but okay. Oh, okay. Ugh. Okay. So to me, a worry is a sin mm-hmm. because it keeps you farther away from your vibration, your manifestation from the vibration of love, which is to me is God, Christ, whatever. Yeah. And this man said yoga was a portal for the devil, and he was so sincere about it. And I was like, but now you have instilled fear in everyone who likes yoga, everyone who likes anything outside of just what you said is okay. And that to me is sinning. So that's, that was how, that's how it went down. And I was like, I don't like this shit. And I think I, I feel like I need to fuss about them for a little bit. Like, so I'm, I may go live later and fuss. About oh, okay. <laughs> I don't, don't want to go on too much of a tangent with, the yoga and the Christian community because they be pissing me off with that shit because and like I really do my best not to like um be against or talk bad about Christianity even though they don't practice what they preach a lot of the times anyway cause like um I don't know where I saw it but when I was taking one of my yoga teacher classes or whatever, one of the teachers, the instructors, she was going to church. I don't know if she still goes, but she said that she was going to a Christian church. And when she was doing her training, they told her like it was a sin and stuff, you know? And so I asked the question on Facebook, right? Which I should not have done, but like, I'd be so frustrated with Christians, you know? Um, and like, they're like, yeah, it's demonic and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you can't be worshiping. And I'm just like, do y'all read? Do y'all study anything outside of Christianity? Because if you did, you would know the truth about Christianity. And you don't. Mm-hmm. You don't even know, don't you don't even understand what you're reading and what you're being taught in church. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, that's what I really want to say. And yeah, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I want to leave y'all <laughs> with a quote um, that Debbie Brown on uh, Drop a Gems podcast, this is the pressure of finding your purpose, um, she said. So she said, purpose is not rooted in how much money you make. Purpose is rooted in the impact of your gifts and your authenticity being generously and effortlessly given away for the highest good of all. Um, And I want to leave y'all with that so that, you know, you don't feel pressure to you know, make money. And this message is for myself too, because like I get caught up in 
whole money making thing how much money I'm going to make so I can buy this and I can buy that. And like you said earlier, like that's our ego talking, our lower selves, our egos talking and telling us like, Oh, we got to have this, or we got to do this, or we got to look a certain way or whatever. Um, and just have fun with your passions and your purpose and just know that it's going to come from a, a place of ease and peace and love. Um, do you have any tips on how people can pursue and follow their passions um, and get their bills paid? <laughs> um, <clears throat> so recognize that money is just energy mm-hmm. and that uh, you can draw it to you. Um, you just have to be on the vibration of it. So however that means means you for for me it just means always find joy like um Zakia was talking about earlier mm-hmm. um additionally like she also said go back to childhood where you were enjoying life and having fun because it's likely that your gift is there I spent a lot of time as a child talking to myself which is a lot of what I do now to come <laughs> up with whatever I'm giving to people because um, I am psychic, so my gifts come through. Uh, I will clear audience, which means I will hear um, or see in a vision. So I am, you know, doing that. But for you, it might just be, like she said, dance or sports, or uh, maybe you're good at writing. It's usually something that somebody told you was bad and stupid and you stopped doing it also. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the podcast too, it was like, you know, adults, when she was younger, they would make comments about the things that she was doing and it made her feel some type of way. And so she stopped doing it. And it's like, no, fuck those people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like, um, uh, my sister, couple weeks ago mentioned how nosy I was and she said you always used to know where everything was when people couldn't find it and I'm like it's not because I'm nosy it's because I saw it and told you but there y'all were telling me oh you're digging through everybody's stuff and you're knowing everything and I'm like so I felt like automatically that there was something wrong with me You know, and even now today I'm outside writing, 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 trying to come to the root of why I am not doing all that I can do because of these roots and it's wrong to be you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you can really come to that and figure out what it was that you turned off in yourself in order to please others or to fit in or to be more liked or um, to be less seen, then that's usually where you find it. Yeah, for sure. That's some great advice, um, to give for your passion and your purpose. Uh, so I want to thank everybody for taking the time out to listen to this episode. Please subscribe and download the podcast, share the podcast, leave a review, let us know what you think. Um, and yeah, I, we will talk to you guys later. I